Hi, welcome to Master Your Mind with me, Marissa Peer, teaching you the secrets to harness the powerful potential of your mind so you can have a fulfilled and happy and extraordinary life. Send your questions or your problems that you'd love me to solve to podcast at marissapeer.com. When is it time to leave a relationship? How do you know when to call it a day? Well, that's a great question, isn't it? Many people know their relationship is over, but they stay anywhere. I've been with this person for 16 years, so I don't feel ready to leave. If it hasn't worked for 16 years, there is absolutely no point in spending another year and making that 17 years when you do know it's over. There is no point in delaying the inevitable. But sometimes you don't know. So how do you know when a relationship is not working? How do you know when it isn't something external? I'm stressed because of work or I'm stressed because we have three children or lots of bills or a house that needs so much work or I'm stressed and I'm taking it out on my partner. You see, one of the most easy ways to work out if you should stay or you should go is to imagine your life without that person. Whenever I feel out of sorts with my husband, which is not very often, I imagine my life without him. Immediately I know I'm so lucky to have him. But if you imagine your life without that person, you don't feel, oh, that would be the worst thing ever. I'd miss them terribly. Then you won't know. Often it's a very good idea to, if you can, take a weekend away. Don't call that person, don't text them, and try to imagine your life without them or allow them to take a weekend away from you and see how they feel. Sometimes we think we're not getting on with our person when really it's just the stresses and strains of everyday life. So for a relationship to work, it really needs three things. It needs best friend chemistry. Is this person your best friend? But they look after you when you're sick. Do they care about your needs? Do they think about it? Do they do for you? Do they come home with food for you and a little treat? Do they tidy up after you? Do they think about you? Do they care about you? You must have best friend chemistry. You also must have sexual chemistry when there's stress and strain and sex becomes not a priority. We think, oh, it's not working. But sometimes that's just temporary. And thirdly, you must deeply respect that person. So look at your relationship. Do you have best friend chemistry? Do you have sexual chemistry? Do you respect that person? If you say no, nope, We don't, he's not my best friend. I don't even want to spend time with him. We don't have sex and I don't respect them. Then that's a real challenge because the three things that are essential to make a relationship work are all not present. And that probably is a sign that it's over. And rather than wasting time trying to make a relationship that isn't working work, you may be better at looking at moving on. However, I also believe that in many cases, especially with young children, if you've come from love, if you had deep love in the beginning, love and admiration, if you had sexual chemistry, best friend chemistry and admiration and respect, it's often easier to get that back than it is to start all over again. Only you can have a look at If you have that, if you want to have that back. So take a look at how long 
you felt uncertain about your relationship? Is it recent? In which case you can look at it. Is it because you have so many external factors going on? You've just had another baby. You're having huge problems at work. You've got some health issues. You've got some financial worries. Maybe you've just lost a parent. Maybe you're giving everything to a sibling or friend who's suffering. So if it's external factors, that's good. You can go, okay, this baby won't be a baby forever. My mother, I won't be grieving my recently departed mother forever. I can get past this. One of my clients said, you know, my mother died and my husband tried to have sex with me the same day. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't be the right person But for him, that's how he wanted to connect, to get close, to reassure her, to comfort. She thought he's just selfish. All he can think about is sex. My mother just died. But he was thinking, I want to comfort you, to hold you. And I thought sex would be a lovely way to let take your mind off it. So it's very important to look at the other person. If it's something recent, an external factor, you can work on it. These things don't last. It's what I call PPP. Is this issue in your relationship, is it permanent? If they permanently annoy you, irritate you and exhaust you, then that's a problem. Is it all pervasive? Does it go on all the time? Or is it just when you're super tired that you get stressful with them? Is it personal? Are they cold with you but warm with them are they loving to your pets and children and very dismissive with you so ask yourself ppp are these feelings i have permanent personal or pervasive are these problems in our relationship permanent personal or pervasive if the answer is no then you can probably make that relationship well because the external factors are not permanent they're not personal they're not even or pervasive So take some time and just think about this. Can you work on this? Can you change it? Or are you really and truly delaying the inevitable? If you're hoping and wishing and trying to change things about your partner, then maybe you need to look at what you need to change about yourself. If your partner annoys you because they're incredibly messy and you've never told them that annoys you, If they infuriate because they eat dinner, leave the dirty plates, they will never say, gosh, thanks, I really enjoyed your cooking, then you have to tell them, this is what I need in a relationship we have needs. And you must say, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. These are musts for me. And also don't look at everyone else and think, oh, everyone has a better relationship. My friends are having sex every night. Their partners buy them wonderful gifts. Often what we see as reality is not reality at all. So remember, you picked this person. Remember why you picked them. Try to think about what you loved about them. And then it's so easy to go into what they do to annoy me, what they do to drive me crazy is. And when you go there, you're focusing on what they do wrong. Much better to think, well, when I first loved them, what I loved about them was I fell in love with X. I loved them because of Y. And then thinking, why did they love me? They loved me because I was warm and caring and funny. And now I'm not warm or caring or funny. In fact, I'm always in a frenzy. 
Look at what you loved about them. Look at what they loved about you. Remember, those attributes haven't imploded. They're still there. You can get them back. So really take your time to get back. Whatever you can get back, do not bury a relationship until you really know it's over. If it really is over, then you have to be honest and say, I'm sorry, I would love this to work. I don't love you anymore. If I could, I would. I don't. And I'm going to let you go to find someone that does and realize that they are letting you go to find better love. So do your absolute best to make it work. Give it everything you've got. But if you know it isn't going to work and can't work, you are not destroying someone's life by leaving. You're being honest and you're giving them a chance to find love again just as you will, because some relationships are just start a relationship. We're young and we get swept up with passion and then we realize we are actually incompatible. And if that's the case, it's absolutely fine to accept that, to move on and to get it right second time around. Visit marissapeer.com for more resources and your free hypnosis audio Don't forget to subscribe and please rate the podcast. See you next time.